now serving butter and bacon. The good stuff. Cleveland, yes. like with somebody. Yes, and he so gets. That wasn't a joke. He signed for he approximately the same as uh, we pay you to be on the podcast. Right. <laughs> it was roughly the so same, like, same contract. Like so, a bucket of nugs and a paper fast pass for <laughs> and some pictures of a dog and, and some yeah, pictures of a and the ability dog. to bring a dog on every now and again. That's about what he got yeah. out of Cleveland to go there. And wow. and the the joke part was you know, Derek Rose is looking forward to joining the. Cleveland bench (laughs) as he sits injured for most (laughs) of the season. He's going to have a lot of iPad time and and figuring out his Fast Pass Plus reservations with Dwight Howard. He's going to have a lot of that. Well, that's that's interesting. Is he still friends and family with Dwight Howard? Oh, I'm sure he is. They haven't had a fight or anything, have they? Uh, It's Derek Rose. They've never played together, have they? Well, mm. Probably That's, on a wow. Team USA. Yeah, well, yeah, that doesn't really count, though, because everybody's getting along. Well, that was one of the yeah. arguments on how Carmelo could get along with other players. No, like, that's a course, bad argument. Of course Carmelo can go to Cleveland or Golden State. Look what he did with the Team USA. He fit right no, in. No, no, no. He just took no. the ball away and said no. Oh. No. That's a terrible argument. Yeah, that, that was weak. That's like saying that players can play together because they played together on an all-star team. No! That means they can get along for four hours. That, that was the secondary argument. Look, look what he's done on all-star oh. teams. <laughs> oh, terrible. It's terrible. It's really well, bad. you know who isn't terrible are our listeners. Welcome to Butter and Bacon, where we discuss the good stuff of Disney. Hello, listeners. This is Amy, back to host part two of the D23 Parks and Resorts presentation. Information, releases, all that good stuff, because that's what we discuss on this podcast. So I'm Amy, and over somewhere is Dean. Say hello to everybody, Dean. Hello to the all-stars of this podcast, our listeners. Speaking of hosts who only went to get some popcorn, we have Holly. <laughs> yes. Hello. Did, oh, did you go, you go. with the maple topical. bacon popcorn, Polly, or the uh, buffalo, or the cheddar? You know, I've never really been into the alternate, <laughs> alternate popcorn, um, other than I do enjoy white cheddar cheese popcorn. A.K.A. Smart Food? Yes. <laughs> yes. You know what I don't really like? I don't really care for kettle corn. Really? Wow. Yeah, I I, I okay. like um, I like just just simple like salted popcorn. I okay. I'm just not a fan of the sweet with popcorn. Okay. I could see that and I could also see if you don't like crunchy popcorn cuz kettle corn is not something you just kind of throw a whole bunch into your mouth and start chewing. Yeah. Savor um, yeah. kernel by kernel. Yeah, literally, sometimes the kernels just don't pop, so that's what you're crunching. Um, mm-hmm. I do enjoy, at Christmas time, the last couple of years, Six Lights Great Adventures opened up um, for weekends. And they have these nice, big, wood-burning fires throughout the park, and they have kettle corn made fresh right in front of you. That is fantastic. 
the smell of that is amazing. But, but point taken, it is sweet. It is very sweet. Well, you know who else is fantastic and sweet? Our listeners. That we already did the introduction. <laughs> <laughs> I think we could do that. We could just keep introducing our listeners throughout the entire show. Throwing a curveball. <laughs> you know who else wishes they could go to Disneyland Paris? Our listener. <laughs> okay, so let's jump in to our episode today. Hop, so up, jump in. Come on, let's go. Hop, hop, up, jump up, jump in. I think it should be pop up, jump in, right? We're talking popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> okay, in case you missed the the first part of this two-parter. In the first part, we discussed Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. We discussed the additions to the Magic Kingdom and to Epcot. So in case you haven't listened to part one, go listen to that for those two topics. So today we're going to talk about um, Disney's Hollywood Studios, the rest of the stuff for that, um, the Walt Disney World General Resort area, and some... Resort areas in other parts of the country and other parts of the world. Oh, you are an international Ooh. podcast star, Amy. So that yes, we are. We should talk. Yes, you global are. Global Disney. Yes. Oh, oh, you. Okay, Amy, take over. <laughs> Just for these two episodes, I don't know if my nerves can handle it any farther than these two. My hands are so sweaty, you guys. I'm not even kidding. I'm so That's nervous. because you tried the buffalo popcorn. Oh gosh! Oh. Your hands sweat. Oh, buffalo popcorn makes really. Did I tell you the popcorn story from last trip? No, you didn't tell us anything from anything. last trip. Well, all right, let me tell you. No, tell us story. when you do your trip report. All right, all right. I'll, I'll tease the popcorn tease. story for next week. Yes. Or yeah. maybe two weeks. Or the week after. Could be the week after. Could be. All right, so the first topic that we're going to talk about today... Galaxy's Edge. Are the, no, we already talked about Galaxy's Edge, well, we but can, we You get are, the, pilot, the Millennium Falcon! Let's do it again! Oh, no! <laughs> you guys, no! Stay on course! <laughs> Stay on target. Keep Stay the Millennium on Falcon on course. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so, but we are going to stay in Disney's Hollywood Studios at Walt Disney World, and there were two more announcements for that park besides Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. So a lot of things are coming to that park. So the first one we talk about is Toy Story Land. Yes. And that is opening in summer 2018. So next yes. summer. September. That, yes. <laughs> Better not be. Barely, <laughs> barely under the deadline. We're already talking so, of moving our summer trip a few weeks later just to give them a little wiggle just room. Just to do it. I mean, oh yeah. man, that's, yeah. Just to make sure. All right, so let's talk about Toy Story Land. There's going to be a Slinky Dog coaster. Is it, and also, was it like an alien spinner? I think is mm-hmm. one of the things. Yep, the I'm claw. not real, real familiar with Toy Story Land. So, guys. Educate me, educate our listeners. Tell us about Toy Story Land. Go ahead, Paulie. Dean, you want to go? Yeah, you go first. No, oh, okay. All right. Um, it, really, the the centerpiece of this land, not unlike the centerpiece for the new Fantasyland expansion, is a new, exciting, family-friendly, but very. Th- this one's actually large, Slinky Dog coaster. Um, they've just finished the track. If you watched, as we've mentioned last week, uh, Bio reconstructs. Twitter feed. He's got great aerial photos to show you. And um, 
what what I've read about the Slinky Dog coaster is it does have hills and dips and stuff like that. There's nothing really massively large. Like, don't think Six Flags or, you know, Cedar Fair or anything like that. What I've read is they plan to really make the landscaping kind of hug the track. So you're going to feel like you are kind of riding on the back of Slinky Dog as you go up and around. And the coaster itself, I believe, is going to look like a Slinky, that you're inside of it. That is, by itself, really neat. Um, it, it just looks just neat. Like, it's, it, it, it's hard to describe. It, it's new, really, for a Disney park to have this much exposed steel um, for a roller coaster. I mean, and there's some people that are, oh, it's going to look like every other park. Come on. We've loved Disney this long. Trust the Imagineers to make this fit in. Whether they hide it with trees or rock work or sight lines, who knows? It, 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 I, I really think it's going to be really fun to watch other people have fun on it. And with how the track layout is, it's kind of like a um, the shape of a letter J. You're going to be able to see it from throughout Toy Story Playland. So I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, it looks like it's going to navigate around pretty good. I, I think the first thing to say is for everybody, and I think Paul, you kind of alluded to this, everybody who's looking for the next big coaster, this isn't it. Nope. Uh, the people who were disappointed in Seven Dwarfs Mine Train will be disappointed in this. It's it's not meant nope. to be the next level of Space Mountain. It's just not. It's a family-friendly it's... coaster. It's a, it's not probably a little bit better than a kiddie coaster. Um, but it's not going to be high speed, high thrills. You know, it's going to have some turns. It's going to have some drops. I think it's going to be a lot of fun, though. And I agree with you. I, I have it's a going feeling a good... it's... Go ahead. It, it, no, sorry. Not to interrupt. I, it, it's going to be a little less wild than the Tron coaster that's going to get built. And it's not, not going to be as exciting as Rock and Roller Coaster. Yeah, I think it's going to but, be a lot less wild than the Tron coaster. Yeah. That's my hunch. You know, but... It's it, you know it's still it's still a I mean it's a it's a it's a full size roller coaster. We're not talking about the Great Goofini here. No, I no, think it'll be longer in duration than the Great Goofini. Um, yeah, probably not by a ton. But also, Space Mountain is not a very long attraction time wise. It's not. <laughs> Space Mountain and um, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train are exactly the same ride time. Yeah. So. Um, I think if to temper expectations that way and can appreciate it for how it's going to fit into the rest of Toy Story Land, I think it's going to be a lot of fun on this ride. Yep, and then speaking of the rest of Toy Story Land, the other one is the Alien Spinner attraction where you are trying to escape the claw. How I've kind of imagined this is a lot like Mater's Jamboree over in Disneyland. Amy, have you experienced that attraction over Cars Land? I have not experienced that attraction, but I've watched videos and I know what it is. It just looks like fun. I mean, just it just it, you know, it's it's like a non-vomit-inducing teacups. <laughs> no vomit. No, no, none of the aliens saying "ooh" over vomit. <laughs> Protein spill on aisle five. Ooh. <laughs> Yeah, it should be fun. I mean, they're, they're, it's called Alien Swirling Saucers, and yeah. it's supposed to be like a, a toy playset that Andy got from Pizza Planet was the uh, the write-up I read. Um, so I think that'll be fun. Again, I, I don't think you're looking at the two highest thrilling attractions, but you know, every ride in every theme park can't be 
high speed, high thrill. It's not designed that way. So the fact that everybody has been bagging on this park for only having four or five rides open at a time, I think these are going to be very welcome additions to build out that full day at Hollywood Studios. And again, it's mm-hmm. going to be a, a lot of, and we mentioned this with Epcot, from the concept art, they're putting in a lot of greenery. They're putting in a lot of trees. We talked about this, I think, weeks and weeks ago. It's going to be something new for the studios. Studios has no wooded areas. No. It really doesn't have anything like that. It's going to stick out in a good way. I really, I'm really looking forward to this. Almost more than Star Wars Land, which I know sounds like... I know. What? But, I mean... I, well, I Paul, like thank you for joining talking. the podcast. Uh, we are sorry you have to go, and uh, we look forward to your replacement. It, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, there's just something about... you know, it, it really, to me, marks the radical departure from making it look like a studio with a theme park in it. It is not trying to fulfill that caveat of, oh, it's a set. You know? It's, it's really the first area where they didn't even try to do that. Even even the later editions that they, they made, Lights, Motors, Action, you could still tell it was, oh, this is a film set. We're, we're filming here. Toy Story Playland gets away from the caveat of, this is a studio. That's more what I meant. Yeah. No, I think it's I think it's another one of these things where we have to go in with the mindset that this is not the same park when it was originally built. They're changing right. focus, they're changing intent of the park, they're changing all that aspect. And so it, if you can grow with it, then I think you're really going to appreciate the amount of detail that will go into Toy Story Land. So speaking Absolutely. of that, are speaking of that, are we ready to move on to the next announcement? Well, or... I, I want to know if you're interested in both these rides, Amy. Yeah. Me? Oh, of course. I'm always interested in any type of a coaster experience that is more gentle, more friendly, less scary. I, slinky dog coaster sounds perfect for me. And it's a dog. Can, can, yeah, can, it's can a... Casey ride it? You know what? I would have to wait and see. You didn't want to get Casey on Big Thunder. No, I did not. But this is supposed to be friendlier and and less intense and shorter. So per- perhaps perhaps I would let her try. But I would be very guarded about about up. saying <laughs> before. But I would be very guarded about saying before the thing is even finished that sure I would yes. take her on it. I mean, come that on, Polly. It might be a little too rough. Yes. You'd be barking up come the wrong on. tree with that attraction. Come on, Polly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Polly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when, when you're trying to get through the dog days of summer, though, this might be a fun ride to do. It might be. It might be feeling that feeling the. Sun and her fur, the wind blowing her ears. Oh, she just wants God. to run into the park and be unleashed. Mm-hmm. Be drooling mm-hmm. to get on this attraction. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the second announcement boo, that was boo. that was not Galaxy's Edge, that was not Toy Story <laughs> Playland. So third. In, in case you're not a part of Disney Twitter and you didn't hear all of the 
the screaming and the teeth gnashing and, and all of the horror over this announcement. The Great Movie Ride will be closing on August the 13th. Unfortunately, it will be closing to make way for Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railroad, which is going to be a brand new attraction. We don't know yet if it's going to use the same traveling theater technology. Um, that wasn't made clear. They I can't some... imagine they are. No. I mean, you don't know. I really you don't know. I mean... I, we don't know, but yeah. I mean, there are people that are like, they're going to use the same vehicles and the same ride profile. I'm like, it's a runaway train. You can't have a runaway train going two miles an hour. <laughs> halt, unbeliever. Yeah. We can. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Lord, showed, you've got the halt, Mickey. Oh, my gosh. What are you, clowning me? They... <laughs> gosh, you guys. They show concept art, and they showed a little bit of footage from a big a big warehouse where they had set things up that could possibly be in the ride where they had done, like, test runs of things to it, but they didn't show any ride vehicles in any of that. So we have no, no. idea what, it, what that's going to be. But the story is that you get in the ride, and you start by sort of watching the characters in the cartoon like Mickey and Minnie and then all of a sudden Goofy appears and he's a train conductor and that's oh, where you enter and that's where you join what's happening you step into the cartoon and then that's you know he said that's where stuff kind of gets wacky when we start to somehow participate so that is what that attraction is going to be it does use the new um, Mickey Mouse television animation animation style for this. This isn't an attraction where it's Mickey through the years, which I think a lot of people would have been in favor of. I thought that that concept sounded really great. Kind of like a tour through um, Mickey's animation history. I thought that would have been wonderful. This is totally different, and it does use the new animation style, which... Mm -hmm. Some people like, some people don't. Mm -hmm. I'm not crazy about it at all. It, mm -hmm. To me, it to me it looks too much like other animation. Everything else from that's other animated. Companies. Yes, it looks like everything yes. else is animated these days. I've heard people say that it resembles like Ren and Stimpy, and that's what I thought the first the yeah. first one that I watched. Like to me, there's too many like gross gags mm -hmm. and things mm -hmm. and things that don't feel like Disney to me. There's they too don't feel there's like too many yeah they don't they don't feel like Mickey Mouse to me that's just my opinion there are people who are crazy about it and that's fine you know everybody can have and their own fine. opinion just to to me I'm not crazy about it but I have enjoyed some of the shorts like some of the yeah. some of the references to the parts that they've put in and some of the references to prior shorts and prior films I've enjoyed those things about it but as far as just the animation style I'm not crazy about it. I have only watched the first minute and a half of the first short, and I won't watch any more of them. I will ride this attraction if I ever get back to Walt Disney World after it's opened. But, um, yeah, not a fan. I can, on the other hand, say as much as I would love a Mickey attraction dedicated to the history of Mickey, that will appeal to approximately 2% of theme park goers, which is the same 2% that's Disney Twitter. 
So I, I do agree with you, Amy. That would be Disney fun. Twitter would be is fantastic. not 2% of the theme park of, uh, Okay, 0.2% of, of, the, of the theme park goers. Um, I, I don't think that that kind of ride would have broad appeal, unfortunately. As much as I would love it, I just can't see it. So I have seen probably all of these cartoons. They don't appeal to me for the personality that they give Mickey Mouse. Um, it's a little bit more of a throwback, actually, to the original personality of Mickey Mouse, which is kind of funny. Um, he's not so right. perfect and so happy and so Mickey that he's been the last 40 years. What an interesting Pre-Fantasia Mickey. Yeah. The, um, so I guess that's more like 70 years. The interesting ar- argument I heard is the deliberate attempt to change the style of Mickey Mouse because of copyright uh, expiration. I don't know how real this is, but... Um, I don't know how familiar I with this either for you guys, but the um, you know copyright laws in America have been extended over the years, and sometimes mm-hmm. they call it the Mickey Mouse Protection Act. They call it the Sonny Bono Act. There's all sorts of names for it, but it's essentially come in, uh, to, I guess 2024, a lot of Walt Disney's original works are going to become public domain, and eventually that will include Mickey Mouse. And so Mickey Mouse has changed his design over the years, and there was some pondering or however you want to phrase it that perhaps this is an attempt to get a global shift in the design of mickey mouse so that the sort of new mickey mouse the, what they'll have as a current mickey mouse is protected under copyright mm. that, that seems a little bit extensive to me i'm not sure that's real um but i like i, I like the theory i d- well yes except i don't think that disney's copyright and ip lawyers are forcing disney television animation studios to create a new look and feel to protect copyright some of it could just be a refreshing for a new generation too that's a hundred percent what it is it is they approach the creator of other popular animated series and, and said we would like to reinvigorate mickey in the same manner that you have created these series Please do your thing and use our IP as your palette to create from. That's 100% what they did. Yeah. Now, one one thing is we've talked about the announcements so far. The vast majority of them have been adding to the park. So I think part of the mm-hmm. grumble, and you know, I, I mockingly booed when Amy first started announcing this, is that this is the first time we're talking really talking about a redesign. Um, and, well, I guess Ellen's Energy was a loss too, but you know this is one of a more popular attraction where we're talking about a redesign. So I think that's part of the negative. Is it? Is it? This is more popular than Ellen's. Well, that I'll agree with. Pre D twenty three announcement, my vacation, we would see not extensively long lines, but anywhere from twenty to forty five minute wait for this ride. Part of that okay, obviously okay. is a function but, of five rides where you're forcing people to pick there are five passes. rides and it is the centerpiece yeah and it's the end of the first road that you walk through sure so 100 agree the analogy would be what agree. if they went ahead and changed spaceship earth materially well, no, no no that that's 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 not my that's not my argument my argument is it is that popular due to where it is and what building it's in sure i'm much I, like and i say that's what earth. spaceship earth is that's, that's my analogy I saw, yeah, a Twitter, I, th- I saw a Twitter conversation that was talking about, I guess, justifying why the great movie ride should have stayed. And they were saying, sort of replying to the argument that, well, the, the films that are in the great movie ride are not films that today's audiences are necessarily going to connect with. Especially uh, young, especially, <laughs> yeah, especially 
especially younger children who may not even be old enough to see some of them yet, like Alien, um, Indiana Jones. This is Alien. My yeah, kid, my kid's like, terrified by most of the scenes in the great movie, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Including like, Wizard of Oz, by the way. <laughs> yeah, there's when you when you really sit down and think about it, there there's quite a bit of violence in the great movie ride, which is not really family friendly. Um, I am a fan <laughs> of classic cinema. I will say that I I love Footlight. You know, I love the old Busby Berkeley movies, Footlight Parade. I you know, Singing in the Rain, wonderful with Gene Kelly. Um, some of the older films I connect to is some of the newer films I don't. As I was growing up, I was not allowed to watch anything past like PG or PG-13. So a lot of R-rated movies I've never seen. So um, <laughs> this this so, still holds true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I just don't. Someday you'll get to see some know. of the Pirates of the Caribbean, right? Those are PG-13. Yeah, those are PG-13. I've seen those. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so people were saying. <laughs> um, this is these are wonderful films from classic cinema and that's going to be true no matter how old you are and this is a <laughs> the great scene from intri- fatal attraction though <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, the, the discussion was well these they're classics and no matter what and they should be respected as such but my thinking is taking a young child on the great movie ride which is like I don't know, 20, 25 minutes long and showing them little snippets of movies that they've never seen and have no idea who these actors are. That's not introducing these films to them. That's nope. just like showing them little, little like glimpses of things that they're going to forget it immediately when they walk away. They're going to be like, what was that? Like I, they'll probably remember like the elephant in Tarzan and like how scared they were in Alien, they'll, and then we got stuck in. <laughs> what they'll remember we got stuck is stuck in the Tarzan scene. <laughs> oh, that's the I best. Got, I saw him swing by about. <laughs> Most little kids will remember seeing Mickey Mouse in the Fantasia scene. Yeah, and that's it. Unless and, they're and on Wizard the right side. And Unless they're on the right side, yeah. then they'll miss it completely. Mm-hmm. All right, so I have a lot of thoughts on this one. So let me think. I keep them all organized. First of all, I think the most important thing is cost. So this attraction is paying licensing fees. The TCM contract was running out next year anyway. And I think Disney was in the position to sunset that cost, sunset that connection, and just get rid of any relation they have to non-Disney property in the attraction. It's not, as you said, it's not really relevant. It's not drawing people to go there anyway. So why continue to pay for IPs that they don't have a real connection to, and they don't have a real popular connection in the park. I think another cost savings, and maybe I made this one up, is, boy, aren't all those um, folks from the, the Wizard of Oz, aren't they going to make great Ewoks over in Star Wars Land? Beyond that, a lot of folks have... Follow the Adat Trail Road. Follow the Adat Trail Road. Follow the Adat Trail Road. So I think haven't a lot of people complained, though, that all these new attractions, why can't we have something that's original Disney? Well, isn't this really an original Disney? Or are we going to argue now that Mickey Mouse is too much of an IP to make an attraction that has Mickey Mouse? Because then Dis Twitter is just getting super miserable. So, oh, no, no. Super miserable Mouse... is it's it's not an original to an attraction that fits in the thesis statement for the theme park and has no other genesis outside of being purely for that theme park, and it doesn't have anything else to do with anything, a la Figment. Yeah. That is what they want. 
that's... And it's ridiculous. <laughs> the what? fact that Mickey Mouse has never had a ride in Walt Disney World, that sort of... When I think about that, that just sort of stuns me. He had me. a review I mean, we, and a film We did Magic. have Mickey Mouse review at, at the Magic Kingdom, but that mm-hmm. is as far as it went. So, you know, the fact, Magic. We, the fact that we have the great Gaffini... The fact we have the great Gaffini before we have a Mickey Mouse attraction. Donald's that's a ride. Got a boat, right? You know, yeah, Donald's yeah I mean Donald's <laughs> boat and all that stuff, and they they used to have you know. Minnie um, has vans. She does. Yeah. Coming soon. So actually, they're open. The great movie ride is a ride that I would go on every time I went to Hollywood Studios. Every time I love the great movie ride. That's because you don't like Tower of Terror. You don't like Rock and Roller Coaster. <laughs> Polly thinks Bean. you don't like Star Tours. Yeah, I don't know where I got that. Idea. I don't know where I got oh that. Oh my idea. gosh! Anyway, as I was saying, I love the great movie ride. I love classic cinema. You're scared of being I an extra in Indiana Jones. I think it's more of a nostalgia thing for me. Like this is what I've always gone on, so I'm going to go on it again. I mean, there are sure. things about it that I I love so much. I love the Casablanca moment. I you know I really do love the gangster scene with Chase <laughs> Cagney. I love gangster that or cowboy are your favorite. I prefer well, the cowboy. I've only seen the cowboy scene I think once or twice. I almost always get the gangster. It is rare. Scene. Yeah. You gotta be. You gotta go at a busy time of year to get the cowboy. Right? Yeah. Get, yeah. Get in the front car when they offer it to. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. The, when I go, there's only ever. What one is this car. jersey? <laughs> yeah. I love that. Like we're we're gonna we're gonna lose. You know. <laughs> no, you don't, Ethan. Ethan. No, you don't. Stand <laughs> aside. Like we're gonna lose that. Stand aside, Martin. We're gonna we're gonna lose that. We're gonna lose. You know the the crazy Tarzan scene and we're gonna lose Wizard of Oz. I don't and... like losing a ride where the cast member was part of the attraction. That's the yeah, part I'm because most we really, Yeah, we really don't get that anymore. I, the cast members are really what, what, what made the attraction so wonderful over the years because they all have their different personalities. You know, some of them are kind of, you know, understated and some of them are like superstars and I don't know. I'm I'm sad about this going away. There are so many wonderful things that you saw as you went through the ride. But I, you know, this is I'm I feel about this ride the same as I feel about Universe of Energy on Energy Adventure. I've been on them both hundreds of times. I understand why they don't connect with today's guests. You know, I. I'm sad about letting them go, but I'm okay with it at the same time because I understand that it's time for kids to get things that they can remember and that they can go on when they get older and like show their family, hey, this is what, you know, I I went on this as a kid. Let me take you. So I get it. I'm sad, but I get it. Now we're going to move on to the announcements that were made about the Walt Disney World Resort area. So, um, transportation, a new resort, all those sorts of things. So, the first one is... I have breaking news. Oh, what? Disney is going to cancel the Disney Vacation Account Savings Program. Due to lack of interest? (laughs) What are you laughing about? Due to tumbleweeds blowing across because not enough people knew about it and not enough people used it? Due to the only people using it are using it in such a way that they're financing it with gift cards that they got with their Target red card discount. 
So yes. they ended up put, say, it, yeah, no. Yes, Purchased exactly. through their Disney I mean, Visa and then plugged right. into their Disney vacation account for a, an right. 8% I mean, yield in 90 days. I mean, did did anyone not see that news coming? It's been, what, like two, two and a half years? Mm. I'm shocked. They'll probably reannounce it in 2020. With a 1% yield. Because hindsight yeah. is and 2020. Nice. <laughs> As is Barbara Walters. All right, so are we good to go back to the topic? I think so. I just wanted to break in with that breaking news breaking right now. Breaking. Okay. Way to break That's it. Okay. If news breaks, we fix it. Wait, no, we can't use that. I think someone uses that one. Yeah. Try okay. again. So I'm going to go back into the intro for this. <laughs> so now we're going to move from Disney Studios over breaking to... Breaking news. <laughs> I just saw they're discontinuing the savings accounts. Stop it. You already knew this? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I just missed that conversation. said it. <laughs> just thought I'd break that news for you. Sorry. Right. Go ahead, Amy. I'm sorry. All right. So that wraps up the Disney's Hollywood Studios announcements. And now we're going to move over into the announcements for the Walt Disney World Resort area. So a new resort, some new transportation options, really cool Bingo. stuff coming just in the resort area. So let's start out with. A uh, new point-to-point -point transportation system that Disney is now testing called the Disney Minivan Service. So this lets people board one of the minivans. And they're called minivans because they're like pink and white polka dots all over the minivan. So you can uh, get one at like a resort or I'm not sure if they're going to have them at the parks but they say it's a point-to-point -point transportation service, sort of like Uber, which is kind of, I mean, they don't want to, like, name drop Uber. But that's what it's going to be like. And it's going to be $20 per segment. So Why would we say, not want to name drop Uber? We name drop everything on the show. No, I mean, Disney doesn't want to. Well, of course not. But, I mean, that's what it's like. Just for our listeners to imagine what it's like. So, let's say you're at Animal Kingdom Lodge and you want to make an AD. And you, <laughs> if you need a lift, these vans will be there for you. God. Let's say you're at Animal Kingdom Lodge, which is at the end of nowhere. And you need, to get, to, the, you need to get to the contemporary for an ADR. You that would just, also be great. You just, just get a minivan to drive you over there for $20. How many so, people can fit in a minivan? So, he, my opinion of this is that it sounds great. Um, there are people who don't want to use Uber because they don't have trust in, like, a random person coming and picking them up and taking them somewhere. I, I totally understand that. Um, I mean, people are immediately saying, but Uber is cheaper. But like, How many people cheaper. can fit in a minivan? I don't know that, but... <laughs> I, I can understand why why people are would be in favor of doing a Disney service that they, they feel like they can trust that more. And also, Agreed. I think, this is just my opinion, but I think that Disney will probably move to ban Uber and Lyft and other point-to-point -point services from property if this takes off and they keep it. And that way they would have a monopoly on that type of service and they would be able to you know, control the pricing of it. I would think that pricing will probably go up as it does with everything Disney after it's been there a while. But for right now, it's $20 per segment. So what do you guys think about it? 
Oh, I'll answer Polly's question. I, what I read, and I don't have confirmation on this, Polly, is that these are seven-seat vehicles that come with two child safety seats if needed. Yeah, so Ooh. automatically, a party of seven, I mean, then again, I could be incorrect. If you call an Uber or a Lyft, you might wait a while to get somebody who can get your entire party. They might send two vehicles. So automatically, that increases your price, you know, for the people that are saying, well, Uber is cheaper. Two, the fact that they bring car seats is fantastic. If you've got a larger family with two smaller kids, uh, it, the, it, uh, that, that's awesome. Three, it is Disney. You don't need to tip them. They are cast members that are driving. And they've made that clear in the literature that I've read. Um, yep. I, I think if you are anything over four people in your party and you want to get someplace and not have to wait on a bus, it's not so much that it's going to take less time to drive through the property. What you won't have to do is wait for your transportation to get to you. And from what I understand, they're able to drop off basically wherever they want on property. So if you're going to the Magic Kingdom, I mean, you use the example of um, uh, the contemporary, Amy. But if you're going to the Magic Kingdom, they don't drop you off at the TTC. They drop you off at the end of the bus loop. That's a big advantage. Do they really? That's yes, they do. Great. Yeah. See, That's I didn't know huge. if they would be able to drop at the parks yep. or not. That's wonderful. Yeah, be- because they are considered by Disney as part of the Disney transportation system. So they get That's to fantastic. use all of those benefits. Yes. If they drop you off at a theme park, they're not dropping you off way back at like, you know, where where Dean would have to drop you off. They can drive right up to the front where the trams are at the studios and drop you well, off. I, I do that too. <laughs> yeah. that on? Disney security catches him like when he stops and pull up behind him. <laughs> they're yeah, they're running behind him comically with like arms akimbo. <laughs> but I mean just just the one fact that they can drop you off not at the TTC but at the Magic Kingdom is big. So if you take into account party of seven, two small kids, if you still need car seats, they will have car seats. They are Disney cast members, they will not accept tips. So that already, you know, is, is you know, <laughs> let's say you've got five people. That's $4 per person. Right. If you say a $20 ride, what would you, if it was a $15 cab fare, you, you might pay them 20 anyway. Right. Because you know, you're paying a tip. 20. They might not have car seats. So then you're getting anxious holding your three-year-old in your lap. It, yeah. yeah. I'm going to I, run the risk of being ageist here. And say, not everybody wants to use Uber or wants to use their phone. And I think that could sure to no. be willing to use yep. Uber. I know if my parents were on vacation in Disney World and they didn't want to take a bus, they're going to be much more comfortable getting into a car that looks like Minnie Mouse that's being driven by a cast member than they will trying to figure out an app they've never used before to get themselves from point A to point B to save $3. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, and the other thing, this, this is a lot to me. This is going to be successful, but this is a lot like the, uh, I don't know, say the Space Mountain uh, tents. If they're not popular, they'll go away. So if this doesn't work out, you're going to find a fleet of 30 minivans on eBay for sale in six months. But it's going to work out because I don't think it's going to work out. And honestly, where I can see this really taking off because I can totally see them doing the cross promotion. And I'll find out next quarter when my in-laws give me their copy is to the DVC members. Yeah, there are times where I don't feel like renting a car on vacation, but I don't want to wait for a bus. And right. so you want the Magical Express, you want that, you have no problem, you know, getting to the airport 17 hours early. 
for your <laughs> flight on, on your way out, but you don't want the hassle of the rental car and gassing it up and turning it back in and doing all that stuff. Yes, it's a benefit while you're there. However, maybe it's not. I mean, if you have a location on the monorail when it's running or you have an Epcot resort, you kind of don't need to rely on bus transportation as much as you think. Um, it, I, 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 I don't think this is going to be unpopular. And if anything, I could see them expanding the fleet. If rumors are to be believed and Disney is proposing or planning dedicated bus-only roads on Walt Disney World property... Roads? That's where the... Roads? Where we're, we're going. going. We don't need we roads. We don't need roads. <laughs> Happy Back to the Future Day. <laughs> it's not. Um, and, I mean, again, it, you're going to see these minivans on those dedicated roads without traffic. Huge, huge advantage. Yeah, I just say, if you're someone who doesn't want to use this and you like Uber, continue to do what you do today. This doesn't impact you at all. Now, right. if Amy's right and they try to ban Uber... That's a different issue, but I think they'd have a really, really hard time enforcing that. Yeah, I agree. I, yeah, I don't, I don't think that's feasible, and I think they understand that. And I do agree, heavy Uber users are going to use Uber, because that's what they're comfortable with. This is going to appeal to people that might want that convenience, but don't want to take the time to download the app and set up a profile. Um, and, and again, from what I understand about Uber... Riders get rated too, so if you're a new rider, you might be a little apprehensive for being picked up from the driver's standpoint. Alrighty, so let's pivot from one transportation service to another, and Disney's Skyliner Gondola Transportation System was announced at D23, and it's going to serve some interesting locations it's going to serve epcot's international gateway the caribbean beach resort pop century resort slash art of animation resort and disney's hollywood studios and we're going to mention one more destination for it after we talk about the gondolas so there is one more destination involved here but let's talk first about the disney skyliner gondolas um, Gondola. These look <laughs> gondola. Gondolas. It is a gondola. Gondolas okay. are in water. Alright, I'm Only sorry. because there are folks out there that will nitpick you, so I figured I'd let you know up front. They are gondolas. Okay, I'm sorry. Nothing to apologize. apologize. Sorry. Okay, gondolas. So, what do we think about the gondolas? I think they look absolutely fantastic. What do you guys think about the new highway in the sky? I think I <laughs> talked about nice. them on the Magic Kingdom pop podcast. Well, you can talk about it here too, sir, because this is your okay. podcast. Because they haven't released it's... in three months. No, it's actually your podcast, Amy. It is your show. podcast, Amy. It's, you, your, here with you. it's yours and Dean's. You are the one with the Derek Rose-like contract. <laughs> well, I will I... jump in and I will tell you this. I personally would not mind riding a gondola. Again, anything to avoid traffic on the roads of um, the grounds of Walt Disney World. I mm -hmm. hope for folks who may have a fear of heights that the gondola will never be an exclusive transportation option and that they will continue to offer something alternative. Uh, no, I, I can't see them being exclusive. I think they'll still run the buses. Um, well, I'm thinking of there, there are certain paths from A to B where you don't get a bus option. 
Oh, yeah, from, like, Boardwalk to, to the studios. Right. Uh, 100%. You can walk but, or you can boat. Right. But... Or take I, a minivan. I, <laughs> or, or, yes, or rent a car or whatever. I, I think what they'll do is they will keep those multiple modes of transportation because there will be um, weather conditions that they're not going to be able to run it, that you can't run a bus. Lightning. As an example. Good point. Now let's make sure that we say that these look like they are going to be enclosed. It's not going to yes. be open air like the No, Skyway. it's not a chairlift. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not anything like that. They're going to be enclosed. Hey, any sense of how many people are... they'll carry? I don't know that. I also assume they're going to be climate controlled. Like they're going to be enclosed, climate controlled, yeah, gone. Yeah, from, from, from what I understood, they are far more like what you find in Europe. Um, mm-hmm. So I want to say the 10 to 20 person, not 20, uh, 10 to 10 to 12 person range, definitely air conditioned and heated, um, completely enclosed. And what I really like about it is each car rides independent of the other cars. So you will never have a situation like the monorail where they have to wait because there's a monorail delay at one of the stations ahead. If someone needs extra time, they're they're not on the main wire that is going. They're off on an onload, you know, an unload load wire. Does that make sense? Yeah. What's the connection again? It's. What do you mean? I'm sorry. Who's who are they servicing? It's Art of Animation. Mm-hmm. Pop. Yeah, it looked it looked on the map like Pop and Art of Animation share. Uh, yeah, they're going to share a station. That would yep. make sense. Yes. And then uh, there's one at Caribbean Beach, there's one at Hollywood Studios, and one at Epcot's International Gateway. Okay. Yep. And the Caribbean Beach one, from what it looked like on the map, that's almost like what the monorail station at Epcot is like. It's huge. Yeah, like it, it looked they, like it was the they, main one. And it looked like they're building it with a future possibility for expansion. Like that. Well, that was you, the. It was not said that way, but you know, you could kind of look at the layout and go, "Uh huh, that one's kind of centrally located." <laughs> <laughs> now, if you guys want to go ahead and go from this announcement to the next one, there was also an additional stop that was pictured for the new resort that is being mm-hmm. built as an add-on for DVC to the Caribbean Beach Resort. And it's yeah. called Disney's Riviera Resort. It's a new yeah. it's a new DVC resort that is being built right there at Disney's Caribbean Beach Resort. And it, the map did it's being built what? next to Disney's Caribbean Beach Resort. They were very specific. I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but they they were very specific about not making you feel like this was part of Caribbean Be- uh, Beach. Oh, okay. For, for well, obvious okay. reasons that they don't want anyone to have the perception. That this is a moderate resort DVC. Oh, okay. They are taking over grounds of the Caribbean Beach and building this new deluxe DVC villa resort, Riviera. Ooh, swanky. Okay. They were, so, like they were trying like heck. I, I don't know if I believe them because, as you were just alluding to, they're going to share gondolas with and other features with Caribbean Beach. But I, I just want to interject that they were very specific about this being a separate resort. Okay. Well, on the map that they showed for the gondolas, it looked like the Riviera Resort was also going to have its own shop. 
Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, they're so close. It didn't look like it was going to share that that oh, large okay, one with better. Caribbean so Beach. But that was just an artist rendering. Like, it, it could <laughs> be true. incorrect or anything else. The The map, to me, it looked like... It looked like... Um, the letter E, like a capitalized E, if you flipped it over to look sort of like a three, that's how the stops look to me. Interesting. If yep. you can picture that. So, yep. So anyway, the Disney's Riviera Resort DVC is going to have a rooftop restaurant that will have views of the Epcot and Disney Hollywood Studios nighttime spectaculars, and it's going to have... Um, a variety of room configurations. It's not going to be like these these last couple of DVCs where it only has like a studio and a bungalow. You know, like it, it, it sounds to me like it's going to have like studio, one, two, and maybe three bedroom. That's the way it sounded to me in the announcement. It could be wrong. I haven't looked at any like paperwork or prospectus or anything about it. But what do you guys think about this newest DVC? Shaped like a Buick Riviera. (laughs) (laughs) I'm curious Um, to see what they're going to do to try to differentiate it. Yeah. Yeah. Because to me, it doesn't fit in with Caribbean Beach just being called Riviera. It sounds more European. Right. I was uh, trying to think of like, how is this like maybe sort of a. Like, aren't some of the island? Don't some of them like speak French? I've never, I've never been yeah. to the Caribbean or anything like that. So maybe there's some kind of like a French connection. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know how they're gonna work that. I'm like you guys, though. I, I didn't really see much of a theme. Yeah. Sort of like a, a Disney theme in the concept art. It was just like a picture of like driving up to the resort. It just looked like a plain high rise. It looked like an off-property resort to me, honestly. It, it, you know what it actually reminds me of is they could just put it right next to Four Seasons. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. I, I just again, it's it's not going to be anchored to a theme park, which of course they all aren't, um, and it doesn't seem to have a very distinct theme. So I think it's just filling more DVC rooms, which is fine. It's going to be someone else's entryway into vacation property ownership. Right. I was waiting to see how this is, you know, the, it, I don't know how to phrase it, it, because DVC in itself is the prize, but this doesn't seem to offer you anything that's going to be a carrot enough to say, this is the DVC resort I want. Yeah, right. I'm not I'm not seeing anything that is like Bay Lake Tower's location. Right, or Animal um, Kingdom's uniqueness. Or Animal Kingdom's uniqueness, exactly. Um, or Grand Floridian's, um, no, actually, the location and views. Right. Um, really for that um, and and the benefit of having the Polynesian yeah, and even Saratoga um, is anchored by downtown so it, <laughs> yeah well now that is a huge draw yeah uh, whereas you know Saratoga kind of when, when it was opened one of the things we liked about it is it was off the beaten path you did not feel like you had a theme park right next door um, so yeah, I, this just I, I'm not. I need to see more. I kind of need to see. I mean, if they've got food offerings that is going to rival what's at the Swan and Dolphin, that's a different story. Because then you're going to attract the DVC member or guest who wants to stay more at the resort. In my opinion, I'm going to need to see how much better this is going to be from. 
the Bonnet Creek resorts that are just behind there, like the Wyndham. Um, oh, what's the other one called? There's another one that's back there that offers like one, two, and three bedroom and even four bedroom accommodations. It's Bonnet there. Creek. Bonnet Creek, I think, is the name of it. I'm not sure, yeah. but the, there's there's a couple of non Disney owned properties back there that are just like high rises. Um. That that are very reasonably priced. They are also vacation ownership through a different a different company. I mean, it might be Wyndham. I don't know. I don't know enough about it. But I'm going to need to know why anyone should choose the Riviera Resort versus choosing some of those. I mean, uh, the gondolas are obviously going to serve Disney's Riviera Resort, and there's going to be like the rooftop restaurant to be the nighttime spectaculars but besides that i'm gonna need to learn a lot a lot more to like entice me to want to stay there so well you're gonna have a couple of years <laughs> yeah this is true i'm gonna keep my ears open and my eyes open and looking forward i always like to hear about new resorts it's always exciting so all right speaking of new resorts i know that this is the one that you guys have been waiting for maybe <laughs> there is a new there's a new classification of Disney experience called Disney 360, which is an all-inclusive, all-immersive concept for resorts. And the first one in this program for Disney 360 is based on Star Wars, and you're going to have full integration into the Star Wars saga. Which will include role playing. You will um, take part in playing out. I don't know if it's going to be scenes from the films or if it's going to be like new stuff where you're where they give you things to do and you go do it. Um, the rooms look like I think they said that all of the windows of the rooms you're going to look out. And it's going to look like you're looking into space. So when you walk into this place, you're immediately inside of the Star Wars universe once you walk in the front door. Okay, guys, take off about Star Wars. I know that you're waiting to, to fanboy out, so go. My biggest question, does this thing even have windows? Because it all seems like a resort of interior staterooms on a cruise. Good question. <laughs> I would I would think for safety's sake, it will have to have something in each room that's an exit. <laughs> but, but, Other than the door? <laughs> but windows in resorts are not exits. You can't get out the well, windows with daylight power. That's true. <laughs> so it's got to have something for... Uh, maybe not. Maybe, maybe you're right. Um, yeah, I mean, the, they're taking the whole immersion thing to a whole new level with this one. Now, I was... They really are. I was alluding, Amy, to... Um, we will be revisiting the studios, and that's because the... I have not seen official announcement on placement of this place. But I have heard, and, and people are speculating, that this could be located in a plot of land that would essentially fall between, I think it was Art of Animation, and the back door of Hollywood Studios. Mm. And so I, my brain instantly went to thinking, this could be like the Grand Californian, and that you may get a property here, a resort, that's plopped right into being adjacent, if not in, Star Wars land. Again, total speculation. I've seen nothing that mm -hmm. says where this is going to be located. But boy, does that make a lot of sense if that's where it was. It really does. The other thing that I really enjoy about the idea of this resort is that, again, they can update this. 
Um, Star Wars will feel like Star Wars, you know, if they make the hallways. We talked about this with um, when uh, they came out with Rogue One. Uh, maybe not on the show, but I know Dean and I, we, we've spoken about this. When they get to the end of Rogue One and you feel like you're on the ship from Star Wars, the first film, it's like there's 40 years in between, but it looks like Star Wars. It feels like Star Wars. Right. They can do that with the with the hallways, but they can change the view out the quote-unquote windows, Right. update the screens, change your location, um, change the characters. You know, from what I understood, uh, they'll have kind of like the interactive, you know, games, quote-unquote, throughout the place. Um, you know, think of like Great Wolf Lodge has like their magic wand games, um, not to steal, steal anything from Harry Potter there, Great Wolf Lodge. But... Um, <laughs> You know, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking that your Magic Band, uh, you know, and maybe it, it, it continues that experience from um, Galaxy's Edge, where you get back to your room and your your android or whatever, your droid opens up the door and says, you really did a number on the Millennium Falcon today, huh? <laughs> you know, I mean, something like that is is just, I think, part of the fun. This might be the first resort that incorporates magic bands into just more than opening up the doors and being able to pay for things. You guys are so subdued right now. I thought that you guys were going to like freak well, out. Because here's part of why. A, I don't know that I would want to stay here for the length of stay that our normal trip is. Uh-huh. Uh, are, can, can you stay here and just enjoy the atmosphere and not be part of the show? Because that's going to drive away the Amy Beth Combs of the world. Who don't want to be on show in the resort, if anywhere else, for that matter. My and immediate then, reaction to this is being as big of an introvert as I am, and I, I don't really feel comfortable like being approached by like streetmosphere really makes me uncomfortable as far as watching it and being too close to them because I get nervous about being approached by them and possibly being pulled into something. Like I, I, I can't really deal with that. So being in a resort where you're not trapped with the, with that, but like you're you you <laughs> you just, you just mean, go to get there. out your door and they're standing there waiting for you to interact with you and you're like no right. like no stormtroopers <laughs> patrolling the hallway you have to sneak out right? <laughs> so the, the the other issue I'd have Amy is price point. Okay, now they haven't this, announced anything, but this will be a deluxe resort. This will yeah. be an Uber deluxe resort. Yeah, it's a minimum of two out. people per room, and I think it was a minimum of a two-night stay, I think is what huh? they said. Yeah, and so, um, speculating, it could be upwards of 650 to 700 per night for the first two people, uh-huh. with additional cost for any additional person in the room. Right. I don't know how real those numbers are, um, but it's probably not an unreasonable starting point for how this is going to price out, and this will probably be wildly popular for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. It did say that it was all-inclusive, so I'm assuming that that would include all meals. I mean, what Polly said about it sounding like the cruise line, it did sound like sort of a cruise line-esque design and setup as far as, like, the pricing and the way that they kept saying, like, all-inclusive and everything. I it also really read it was all-inclusive, yeah. Yep, because yeah, so it's not, not like you pay for your room and then, you know, yeah. like we were talking about Swan and Dolphin with the great restaurants. You don't get any of that in, included in your price. Um, with what I understand, this is, in the Star Wars universe, if you're on one of those ships, you don't 
pay for your meal. You just take your meal. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I feel like that that's part of that high cost is if they yeah, have is... some great themed restaurants, you got to stay there to eat there. Right. So this almost sounds like you would want to do this in addition to your theme park stay. Yes. You probably want this as a two or three night experience if they're offering it that long. And this is these are the three days you're not going to parks at all. Yep, you're, I agree. You're, you're having a resort. It's almost like Disney may have wanted to put this somewhere other than Central Florida. <laughs> because this itself is an attraction. This is not just a new hotel being built on property. You know what? So and this is also a way to ease some of the crowd control problems for Star Wars Land and for the parks in general. During really busy times, if you if you go here and you don't leave the resort, and this is sort of an experience where you're just there in that Star Wars universe for a couple of days, those are guests that are in Walt Disney World Resort that are paying the on-property resort prices, but they aren't taxing the the um, they aren't taxing the parks. You know, they they aren't they aren't taking up any space. So that's something to think about too. Like, this is really interesting. I think about how how people could go here, and and never take part in anything else but being in that resort. I just think that's really interesting. All right, so are we done talk. I, I can't believe you guys didn't talk any more about that. <laughs> I, I don't think we have enough details to jump on. We can. Yeah. The only thing left to do is speculate. Where does this fit in the Star Wars system? Yeah. Is this going to be an extension of Galaxy's Edge? Do they turn this into a land and sea adventure where you could have a full Star Wars cruise and you have a couple days at this resort and then you get kidnapped and brought onto the cruise ship by the stormtroopers? Oh, and, whoa, I mean, they could that, go crazy oh, with this stuff and give you a man. full submersive experience. That would be there's, incredible. There's all sorts of ways this could go. Um, I, I, I don't know. I'm sure this, I mean, they probably didn't create the concept. I don't know of another resort location that has the potential to be as immersive as this is. Well, you mentioned the cruise line, Dean. And so let, let's let's just pivot over there for a second because I think we finished the, the Walt Disney World Resort announcements. But they announced that in addition to the two previously announced ships that were being um, added to the Disney Cruise Line fleet, they are adding one more, and they yeah. haven't they haven't really said much about it. But so now there are going to be three new Disney Cruise Line ships, bringing the total of the fleet up to seven ships. Yeah. Yes. All right. So what do you guys think of this? I'm not a cruise person. I'm never going to go on a cruise, even though Dean has been really laying the hard sell on me to go on a cruise. I'm just not you know, a cruise You know, Amy, if person. you ever need help to go on a cruise, you could talk to a great agent at Adventures Out There Travel. I, I know, <gasps> I know. Ding. I, you're the person that I would talk to if I ever did, but alas, I will not be. So I'm going to let you, you guys should, talk though. about... Yeah, I know you think I should. So you guys talk about the cruise. What do you guys think about these new ships? Have you heard anything about what they're going to be? They really didn't say much about what the new ships are going to be um, like. But well, from what, do what you guys I understand, think? yeah, th this new ship that they just announced is going to be another one that is in this new class that is slightly larger than the Dream class which is the biggest ship they have right now. What I'm kind of confused by is they announced a third ship that will be built and launched in between the two ships they've already announced. That makes no sense to me. 
And it makes no yeah, sense. How are, they fi- how are they finishing how, the third one faster how, than the uh, second one? Yeah. No, that's not what they're doing. <laughs> it, <laughs> they're following uh, the same model. All, all three are going to be the same size. Yes. They're and they're all... 1,250 state rooms. They're all going to be 135,000 gross tons for those of you that are into the ship measurements. Yep. Um, so they're... they're yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Paul. I mean, uh, you know, there's a lot of discussion if you talk about the the value of the dollar and foreign currency exchange and why this makes a lot of sense for Disney to invest in this right now. I'm not going to bore you with those details. But yeah, I, I don't understand the concept that they're saying the third ship comes faster than the second one. <laughs> yeah, what I, do you think? I, is that, are, are they just lying with that part? Is it really like we're getting the second one done quicker so we can line the third one up for the original right. second one state? Yeah, I, I, I mean... It, that, <laughs> they didn't it, want to explain that? And they haven't released, like, the names or any kind of restaurant details or anything, so it, yeah. it's not sleight of hand. It's just, just, it's the third one. You know, you could say we're bumping up the timetable for the second one to be released second. Uh, whatever. The reason they're doing it is because the third one, quote-unquote, is going to be Star Wars-themed to tie into this resort. <laughs> but why And they're going to have the resort built by 2022, <laughs> yeah. and they want to launch the cruise and the, the resort at the same time. I see you. <laughs> I'm finding new ways to motivate them. <laughs> Speaking of the dark side, there's going to be a new show on the Disney Dream that is based on live action Beauty and the Beast, that film that came out with Emma Watson and all of the characters that were in the cupboard had like weird faces that looked human <laughs> and stuff so there's going to be a new show new broadway style show on the disney dream based on that film what do you guys think of that replacing villains tonight i don't know See, yeah i think it does i yep. don't know what i think it does okay that's what i've read and, that, and I'm, I'm i'm all for it i like it i yeah. like the shows i like the new shows Villains Tonight, I mean, I've seen it only twice. We could have seen it a third time. We decided to do anything except go see it again (laughs) on the same cruise. Again, it's not that it's bad. It's just once you've seen it, you know, it's kind of like going to a recording of um, improv comedy. If you know it's coming, it's not funny. Yeah, they'll change up some of the jokes to be current. They definitely didn't change up some of the jokes, so they were no longer current when we saw it this last cruise. Um, I, I just don't—I I don't know enough about this new Beauty and the Beast show, but if it's just a retelling of the Beauty and the Beast story, that's not what I want in the entertainment on the boat. That's ah, a tale as old as time. They showed a little—they showed a little bit of like rehearsals and the actors doing things, but I haven't seen the live-action Beauty and the Beast, so I. I don't know anything about it. I mean, it, it, everyone looked talented. I mean, it looked. I mean, it looked good. I mean, I don't know. Spoiler, Amy. Those guys are not going to be the ones on the cruise ship. No, I don't. Josh mean... Gad will probably not play LeFou on the cruise ship. <laughs> oh no, I'm talking about like the actors and stuff that are that are going to be in the show on the cruise ship. It wasn't the actors from the movie that were in the footage that they showed. Yeah, this I, was I like 
the cruise line kidding. cast. Okay. I just want to make sure I, you I, do. I was kidding. Make sure the act. The, no, um, I'm just saying that the audience. It's knows. one thing to go to a Broadway show and they do a retelling of the entire story with some sort of Broadway interpretative twist. It's another thing to go to your cruise line and it's now a pared down because usually you know 45 minutes to an hour. And again, still retelling this story. I, I don't mind if they use those characters and they had a different something to tell. I just I don't want a retelling of a story on my cruise lines. That's me. I'm sure other people will definitely enjoy it. Okay, well we'll see how that goes. So, um, <laughs> except not you. Except yeah, you won't because I'm you refuse gonna... to go on a floating hotel. I'm not going to go on a cruise. All right. So, another announcement that was made away from the mainlands of the United States and if you went across the Atlantic Ocean to France you could see the Disneyland Paris Resort and where they are going to retheme the Hotel New York which is an existing resort there Disneyland Paris Resort they are retheming that and now it's going to be called Hotel New York Art of Marvel now yeah. I saw a couple people who are frequent visitors of Disneyland Paris Resort, they didn't seem to expect very much out of this. They they sort of expected this to just be a retheme of the lobby and maybe a bit of the outdoor area. <laughs> they didn't expect you too mean much like when out they, of this. You mean, you mean like because when they re rethemed the Magic Kingdom for Christmas? <laughs> I mean, D Disneyland Paris Resort has had its struggles. Um, no. Disney has Disney has just recently taken it back over, and they're make Disney's been making a lot of big promises, and you know, alluding to big things coming. Um, we really don't know much about this announcement besides just that it's been announced. <laughs> but it, it, from the feedback that I saw on Twitter about that announcement from some people I followed that tweet just about Disneyland Paris Resort, they didn't seem too impressed by it. Um, do you guys know anything more about it? Have you seen anything? I mean, would this be something that would entice you to maybe go and visit Disneyland Paris Resort? I know you guys both love Marvel. It wouldn't make me go visit the resort. It might make, get me to stay at that particular hotel if mm -hmm. we were to go to the resort if that makes sense mm -hmm. yeah nope, that's exactly what i would have said it's uh, my understanding is the resorts run relatively expensive anyway yes mm -hmm. um, I, I think the new york probably was north of 400 dollars a night uh probably slapping a marble theme on it it's just going to increase that cost <laughs> likely and uh you know i yeah if i was going to stay at disneyland paris this might be a tiebreaker for me mm-hmm yeah, I and, just don't uh, know anything yeah. about this besides a couple of pictures that they showed. They were yeah. sort of more vague about this. I don't um, either. We might just have to have an expert on Disneyland Paris on soon. Yes, yes, soon. that would be excellent. Maybe, maybe stay our tuned. Guest, yeah, maybe our guests would know more about it soon. So, so do you guys want to? Do you guys want me to quickly just go over what was announced for um, the West Coast Parks Disneyland yeah. and Disney California sure. Adventure? Yeah. Okay. Um, the announcements there were were less grandiose, definitely, than the ones for Walt Disney World. Um, there was a definite Pixar um, Pixar theme to everything <laughs> that was announced for the West Coast. Um, they had venom-inducing Pixar theme. Yeah, they had John Lasseter to come out for this and, and make these announcements. So the celebrations or the summer 
the summer party deal. You know, sometimes they have a theme for their for their summers. So the summer theme for Disneyland Park in summer 2018 is going to be Pixar Fest, and that is going to include a new fireworks show and the Pixar Play Parade which has been a Disney California adventure for a long time that is going to be moving over to Disneyland. And I'm not sure if they're going to plus it or if they're going to somehow make it a nighttime thing. I'm not sure. Um, I don't remember a whole lot about that segment, but um, it's going to be Pixar Fest there next summer. And also the uh, Paint the Night Parade is going to return. And it's going to move from Disneyland over to Disney California Adventure. And I remember when Paint the Night first premiered, a lot of people were saying, this has the personality of DCA and not yeah. of Disneyland Park. Which I totally understand because it does include characters and themes that are in DCA, like um, Cars um, you know, some Pixar, it's got Pixar stuff in it. It's got Monsters, Inc., which is also over at DCA. So um, people were really happy about Paint the Night returning and that it, it's going somewhere where it might be more appropriate. So that's cool. Um, also, there's going to be a Marvel expansion in Disney California Adventure. There are attractions on the way for Spider-Man and the Avengers. And the rumored location of that is going to be around where A Bug's Land is located now. So the rumor is that the A Bug's Land section is going to go away. And that the Spider-Man and the Avengers attractions are going to be put in somewhere around that. Um, if you've never been to Disney California Adventure, the current Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout, which is where Tower of Terror used to be, that is right next to a Bugs Land. Like you walk through a little gateway and then you walk through into the back of a Bugs Land. So that would totally make sense as far as them sort of making a Marvel Land area. So. If they just take a Bugs Land out and then put Marvel in there, that would make sense. That makes me really sad because I went to a Bugs Land when they first opened it up. And I love that little area. It's a kid's area, which is something that they that was sorely needed at the time. But a Bugs Land is not an enormously popular movie. It's not What happens to Heimlich's Choo Choo Train? I know. Heimlich's Choo Choo Train is such a cult favorite. I think it's more popular with adults than it is with kids. I mean, everyone <laughs> on Disney Kids can't Twitter, get in because there's this giant adults I know, waiting Disney to get Twitter. into the cars. Man, it's all Disney Twitter. All the adults that love it are Disney Twitter. But, um, but yeah, it, another thing, though, that uh, Bugs Land, sort of, sort of the east side of a Bugs Land, sort of connects to is the wharf area. Of DCA, which which includes which includes like the Boudin Bakery, um, a lot of restaurants. The Jodan Bakery. <laughs> I thought the B O U D I N. I thought it was. I know Boudin. it's not Jodan Baker. No, the Boudin. All the bakery. <laughs> but there was also there's also the Ghirardelli, the ice cream place is also over there, so. I was trying to think, like, if they wanted to even extend Marvel over into the Wharf area. Wharf. You know, they may be able to do that. I don't know, but... What are calling it, it? What? Pixar Pier. 
Yes, I, I was just about to get there. So <laughs> they are retheming the Paradise Pier area to Pixar Pier. And the sad thing about it is that John Lasseter was the one that made the announcement. And the reaction to that was not 100% positive in the audience. Like there were there were gasps and people kind of yelling a little bit. Like, what? Yeah. No! <laughs> I felt bad for John Lasseter because he just seems like such a pure person to me anyway. John Lasseter. And he was... John Lasseter. <laughs> and he was, <laughs> he was so excited and so hyped to make this announcement because he said that it was a place where... Um, Pixar characters could go and be there forever, like for good. And mm-hmm. they already, they yeah, they already have Toy Story Mania back there and Pixar Pier. Um, so they're going to be retheming and renaming things in here, yeah, in the boardwalk area back there to be Pixar. Um, the reaction on Disney Twitter to that, people were dissatisfied. The thing is, that area has already been revamped and remodeled once already. Things have already been refurbished and renamed and sort of rethemed. So I don't know if this is something that's necessarily going to stay, quote-unquote, forever. As Jitter says, um, that area has sort of been renewed, revamped all the time back there. So who knows what's going to happen. But anyway, that, that's the Pixar Pier area is going to be changing to, you know to that and then the last thing I'm sorry I don't want to interrupt but that's that's permanent right because there was like discussion that it was a Pixar Pier overlay at first like a Pixar Fest going on oh no that that whole thing is not going back no right that's that's going to be changed and rethemed refurbished yes they're gonna have a they're gonna have a celebration next summer yes but then it's not gonna end (laughs) it's gonna stay Pixar for that the Pixar the the Pixar Fest and Park that's how I understood that. Oh, okay. And then the Pixar Pier retheming is permanent. Okay. The last thing that they announced California Adventure was that there's going to be a house over the Carsland area. And it is going to cars in costumes. <laughs> I, it's, yeah, I don't really I like understand. Hyperspace hoopla. What? Was there a demand for like Lightning McQueen dressed up as something? Yeah. Was have there a demand always, for this? Have you seen Cars Three? Always. Electric I haven't Hulu. seen Cars Wait, Three. No. I've seen Cars One, which I I was satisfied with my Cars experience after that. <laughs> I, I was satisfied with what I got from Cars One. Can I tell I, you that you would likely enjoy Planes and Planes Fire and Rescue? And Planes Fire and Rescue is actually a pretty good movie. Those are good movies. I yeah. I've heard people say that. I I am very woefully behind on my animated films. I. I'm going to make a confession here, and everyone's going to be shocked. I still haven't seen... This is my confession! I still haven't seen Wreck-It Ralph. Like, I'm really super behind on movies. I don't have Netflix, and I don't have any movie channels or anything like that. So that's why I'm so behind. Wreck-It Ralph, meh. I've heard that Wreck-It Ralph's really good, but, you know, that that gives you an idea of how far behind I am on my movies. I haven't seen any of the Cars sequels. Cars 3 is Rocky 3, 4, and 5 put into one film. Sorry if that's a spoiler for anyone. 
<laughs> oh my gosh, that's crazy. Okay, so the Cars Land Halloween overlay was the most oddball, unexpected announcement of the whole presentation for me. I didn't understand. I mean, that to me sounded like a way for them to sell Halloween parties as hard ticket events for DCA mm. separate from Disneyland Park. That's what that sounded like to me. Um, but yeah, the pic- everything was Pixar except for um, Paint the Night moving to DCA and then the Marvel expansion and that was like everything else was Pixar. So the, I don't know people who aren't that into Pixar or I mean pe- people for, on Disney Twitter who are Disneyland locals did not mm-hmm. sound very enthused about these announcements at all. Mm-hmm. What no. do you guys think? Do do they sound sort of like a dud? I mean they didn't have any new. I mean, they had those two new Marvel attractions, but, I mean, there are people who were kind of against Marvel coming in anyway, and now, now they're it's also like, well, here's, here's two more, you know? So, yeah, it, 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 these are the same people that were against Pixar. Yeah. Coming in, and now all of a sudden Pixar is beloved and you can't take it out. Um, and from what I understand, the cast interactions for the characters... For the Marvel characters are amazing. Yes, that the people I've heard that, that too. they have doing that, yeah, I mean, particularly at Disneyland, um, that, that they're just really, really well done, very well received. The uh, the, the the guests love it. Um, even diehards love how well they are interacting with the guests. Groot, so, the Groot meet and greet looks yep, incredible. Groot, and the you know again. The, all the naysayers um, from the Guardians of the Galaxy tr- uh, transformation slash overlay of the Tower of Terror. Everything that I've read has been overwhelmingly positive. They all love it. Mm-hmm. From people that ride the ride. It's a vast improvement, I read, by more than one person. Is there a mentioned... just Groot, or is it Baby Groot out there? There's a Baby Groot and a regular Groot. They have a full-size Groot outside. Oh, Interesting. I think they yeah. mentioned that Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout was like the number one attraction in Disneyland, in the whole Disneyland Resort. And it's just been well, this short I mean, amount is, of time. Yeah, it's new, so everybody's running over there. But I, I don't yeah. I don't doubt that. I don't I don't doubt that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, at least until Star Wars opens. Um, but it, it it it's it's just another in the long line of you know, it's like just miserable misery squad of, you know, I don't like it. It's new and it's not Disney. Well, what is Disney? You know, what is Disney to you? Is it and animated even, films? Sorry. Then, you know, you know, it's like, well, no, don't apologize. It's it, it's not Disney. OK, well, we're going to build a Mickey Mouse attraction. No, we don't like that. <laughs> it, it, it's it's uh, uh. Well, the thing about Disneyland Resort as well is it is three resorts and two parks, and they have a limited amount of space. It's like a little square, and they can only do so much there. They're they're getting Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Theirs is opening first, so mm-hmm. that is the definite priority, and they, you know... Th- took over a bunch of areas that were behind the park, you know, areas that used to be utilized for things like, you know, the ranch back there for for the horses that pull the trolleys and stuff. They've moved those off-site, and they bring those in each day now. Um, 
They're adding new areas for security to open up the Esplanade. I mean, they're doing a lot of operations. Yeah, I do like that. I do like that. Yes, they're doing a lot of... You're on property, you are through security corridor, and you can just wander everywhere you want. That's fantastic. Yes, that absolutely needed to be done because those security lines... Brutal. Absolute madness. They're brutal. Yes, that's a good word for it. So there are a lot of operations things that are being done to support these bigger changes like Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. I can understand why these other announcements are nowhere near as huge because all of their work, all of the resources right now are going towards like making sure that the Star Wars things goes off without a hitch. There's so much being done. I mean, how much how much talk was there when they were doing the Mickey and Friends parking garage? I mean, mm-hmm. the, the orange and the lime parking garages at, at Disney Springs were a big deal, but the fact that they kept talking about these parking garages, these massive structures, buying new land and talking about new parking structures at Disneyland, I think part you know it's like, are they going to push the security to there? You know, to because you're right, huge lines, massive mm-hmm. lines. They right now, the, the plan somehow. is. The plan is where the new parking structure is going. Like, if you're looking at Disneyland and then DCA is below it, over to the right across the street is going to be new parking. I think it's going to be, like, maybe on the site where the Annabella is now. So somewhere over there across the street, there's going to be a bunch of new infrastructure as far as parking and security. And then you're going to cross the street, I think, by a pedway over the street. So they're going to they're gonna change. Pedway. I think so. Is oh, it I listen to Pedway Radio. Isn't it called a Pedway when you go over like a walkway over the walkway. street? Yes. Yeah. It's a Pedway. Pedway. So it's, I, I think it I sounds remember. like when Benedict Cumberbatch tries to say penguins. <laughs> oh gosh. Have you heard that? <laughs> penguins. No. He says he says penguins. The These penguins. penguins. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Amy, you'll love that video. I'm gonna send you oh that video gosh. right now. Okay. I'm retracting my statement that Cars 3 is, is Rocky 3, 4, and 5 altogether. Mm. Okay. I think it's 3, 4, and Creed. But that's a big, <laughs> but that's a big spoiler. Oh my gosh. I haven't seen Creed. Oh, good. So it's yeah, the best they're, Rocky they're, movie they're since adding, the last Rocky They're adding movie. a bunch of new infrastructure to support what they're putting in there. Um, also, they I don't know if you guys want to talk about Max Pass. I don't know if you're interested in this at all. But it's a it's a ten dollar a day upcharge so that you can reserve fast passes on your phone, and so there it was not included in one um, echelon of passes that people thought it should be included in. And my response yeah, to that we've was, yeah, we talked about yeah, we talked about Max, Max Pass. Yeah, my response to that yeah. was if they included all, I think it was signature passports didn't get it. Included with their pass. If they included all the signature resort people <laughs> when Star Wars Land opened, it wouldn't even be worth a nickel. Like, internet no. service is going to be terrible as it is. And you have to have internet service to use this. So, all, yeah. so everything they're throwing everything at Star Wars Land that they can. And then these yeah. other announcements are just sort of underlying. Like, if it, you know, just in case you can't get in, you know, to Star Wars Land, just in case Disneyland is close to capacity for, like... An entire summer when this opens, go over to DCA and have fun with the new stuff over there, even though it's not opening for a while. But, you know, what can you do? What can you do? They're doing everything they can at Disneyland. 
And you're going to love Star Wars Land, I think. Even though it did take away some beloved attractions, it took away the, the Big Thunder Ranch area and such. But I think Disneyland's going to like what they have coming. I think so, too. Alrighty, so is there anything else that you guys want to talk about, about the parks and resorts? Um, I think I got everything covered here in these two episodes. Is, is there anything else you guys can think of that they announced that I missed? I, is there no, any other wanna, opinions you have? You, you just led right into what my question is going to be. Is What do yeah. you think they still have to announce that they haven't yet? Because we know that more is coming. That We know that they alluded to... And some people are speculating, even as soon as Epcot's 35th, more coming for mm-hmm. Epcot in particular. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I joked last, yeah, last episode about the yep. fate of Figment, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But what do you, what yep. else do you think is coming, or what do you think they missed that they, they should have told us? I about? think that we need to keep an eye on Twitter definitely for the entire day of October the first for Epcot <laughs> news. I think that I think we're going to hear more information coming out, especially on that day. I, I just feel it in my bones that they're going to announce at least one more huge blockbuster announcement for Epcot on that day. Um, I was really shocked. That Editors know no... blockbuster doesn't always mean positive. That's right. Yeah, I know. I know. Think of all those blockbuster um, chain stores that now sit as beauty supply places. <laughs> oh, gosh. Pop-up Halloween shops. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. We have so many of those in our town right now. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> It's like how um, many how many Halloween places really can survive in this area? I can think of four, like within a mile of my house. Yeah, I don't get it. They're everywhere. Um, I was really shocked that there was no announcement for the Imagination Pavilion at Epcot. I kind of think that we're gonna see that pavilion go to a total retheme. I don't I don't think Figment is long for this world and that hurts my heart to say that because Figment has been a character that I have adored since I was four or five years old, since the first time I met him. I've got a home video of me meeting Dreamfinder and Figment when I was like a really little girl. So I have loved him forever as far as I can remember and it will hurt my heart when he goes away but I feel like the writing is in, on the wall for him that that attraction is not good at all as it stands <laughs> yep. now the image works is really bad um, I mean I can be a realist about this I love figment I love imagination but when they refurbish that when they change that ride they really, really, really did not replace it with something better. That is nope. a de- that was a definite loss for Epcot. Well, and that's been my point with Epcot for the longest time that I cannot think of a positive update where what they've updated it with I found to be better than the original. Now, in, in, is, all future, have, in all of future, in all of future, just of imagination. Epcot, Okay. In all of Epcot. Okay. Every successive I say, iteration, I, would say I have liked so- less. I would say that Soren may be an improvement over Food Rocks. Okay. I, again, I haven't... Uh, yeah, but Food Rocks was not better than Kitchen Cabaret. Correct. So I agree with was that. was Soren bigger than, better than Kitchen Cabaret? I don't... You know what? Honestly, if given one... To experience, I would rather watch Kitchen Cabaret. 
Yeah. Now, admittedly, I am a member of Disney Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My opinion all... does not go... Yes, it does and not go for in... the vast majority. We're all, like, in our in our 40, in the 40s range. Well, you're, you're like... You know, like I'm almost you're there. You're definitely I'm not in your there. 40s there. No. I'm almost there. I'm, I'm coming in hot on the 40s there. <laughs> but... <laughs> I'm coming in hot. I'm, I'm headed in. I'm coming in for a landing to my 40s. Um, but yeah, we're all older and we all have, I think, Dean, when was your first visit again? I was 23, so it was 2000. 24. So okay. 2000. So, so I, Polly and I have childhood memories. Yeah, you have like seven. young adult memories. <laughs> I was seven. Yeah. And so Dean has young a year old. Yeah. Dean has young adult memories. Um, Polly and I have childhood memories of it. Um, I, I have those memories vicariously through my wife, who was a uh, an avid Disney park goer for starting, you know, early eighties. Yeah. And so I've heard the I've heard the nostalgia. I've heard about the fall in mini rise back of imagination, and I'm also realistic enough to say that Disney should blend new with old, which is part of why I love these D23 announcements, is a yes. lot, and Amy, you've been talking about it the whole time, a lot of this is expanding the, the park-goers territory, and not just taking over stuff that already existed. So, losing Kitchen Cabaret to get Soren. You know, it would have been better if they could have just well, you're, you're, Right, but so, and you're, you're, you're skipping a step, though. They took away Food Rocks to put in Soren. Yeah. Yeah, but so, that goes back to our, you know, discussion of the D twenty no, the DVC lounge at Imagination that used to be just closed and used for storage. Is it better than used for storage? Yes. Is it better than the Image Works that was upstairs? No. But that wasn't an option anymore. I can't right, really so, fault Soren for taking over for Food Rocks because they didn't really like Food Rocks. And I don't even, I mean, it's so far removed from Kitchen Cabaret at this point, it doesn't even enter my mind. I loved, right, I loved Food Rocks, and I'm not being sarcastic. <laughs> I loved Food Rocks. But, you know, the, the point being, the, the better announcement is the Ratatouille ride coming to France. Yes. Because it's not taking over Impressions yes. de France. It's going in the back of the yes. pavilion. We're going to have new space. Yes. I can't get as excited about losing an attraction, even if nobody likes all the energy adventure. There are people who like it. So yep. it would, I would have preferred that they could have somehow gotten to that space and land without leveling something that already existed. So yep. that's what I... And go. not every announcement was that bad. I think for the majority of the, the new announcements, we're getting new. We're not just refurbing. Yep. Yes. And I think that's part of what California is ticked off with their announcements is a lot of what they're doing is just change. Yep. Mm-hmm. And change is fine, but, you know, not at the expense of the new. I think for maybe a couple decades now, it's been, particularly at Epcot, it's been either close or replace, not add. They're finally adding, which is fantastic. But they're also replacing, I'm, which I'm I like. Really ex- yeah. I'm really excited about the Epcot changes, and I am an Epcot Center purist at heart, but most of what was there in Epcot Center it has been gone for a long time, and the spirit <laughs> of Epcot Center has been gone from a long time from Epcot. It, it's disappeared. We're I, ending like, on a high note. I know! I, I'm, just, I'm saying 
I'm I'm optimistic. I'm really optimistic about the future of Epcot. Where I have been pessimistic about it, and any time that there's any kind of rumor or that like there's an announcement coming for Epcot, I've been like, oh my gosh, no. You know, I've been so afraid of what they're going to announce, and now I actually do feel optimistic and like whatever they announce is not necessarily going to be the worst thing in the world. <laughs> I feel like I have well, more I, trust in them, which is why so, this so is going to. Go out to Disneyland, right? They're willing to go ahead and just call it Pixar Pier now. Yes. They're not trying to say this is still Paradise no. Pier. No, mm-hmm. right. And maybe that's what people need from Epcot. This is not going to be Future World anymore. Right. So maybe if they just change the name and re-announce the theme, much like what we're waiting for the studios. Right. Paulie said it. This is not a working studio anymore. Hasn't been in eight years. So So it's time to it just something. rename it, yeah. call it what it really is, and then maybe people can accept what they're getting, which is actually some really fantastic new technology, some fantastic, fantastic new attractions that we're all going to get to experience in the coming years. I mean, it, it's one of those things where you can point to two of the four theme parks in Walt Disney World and say what their thesis statement is. Magic Kingdoms is essentially the same as Disneyland. You know, you can, you know, it, 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 you can embrace fantasy and adventure and young and old can experience attractions together. Go to Animal Kingdom. It's about man's place and nature, really. It's about conservation and how symbiosis works. Then you get to Epcot. Um, it's the um, future uh, technology. No, it's it's celebrating the cultures of countries, kind of, some of it, um, maybe. And then you get to the studios. It's a celebration of movies, uh, kind of, except there's TV shows, but then there's some shows that show you, like, a behind-the-scenes, but not really. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) what do you, like, you know, you can't really put your finger on what it's supposed to be other than it's a studios park. Okay, what does that mean? It was Michael Eisner racing to open a studios park before Universal did. (laughs) That's well, yeah, but at least that, when he did it, it sense. was a studio that had yeah. a park. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Brother Bear came out of that studio. Leland Stitch came out of that studio. All of the Roger Rabbit shorts came out of that studio. Bette Midler in the lottery came out of that studio. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's our review of the parks and resorts presentation from the D23 Expo. We want to hear what you guys think about all of these announcements from these last two episodes of the podcast, um, you can email us. Uh, Polly, what is our email address? Our e- email address, which has never been used ever by any of you, is butterandbaconpodcast at gmail.com. Someone email us. So we're tired Anyone. of watching the tumbleweeds blow across. You know like First person that emails us, I will send a... Disney Infinity 2.0 figure. I'm of, sending an email right now. No, 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 because you already have it. Because okay. um, I tried to send it to you before. Of Ronin. <laughs> oh, we do have Ronin. Yes, you do have Ronin. I have the extra figure. If you want a Disney Infinity 2.0 Ronin figure, email us. Let us know your thoughts on the Disney D23 Expo. Shenanigans. Or, if you don't want to email us, you could go one step better and actually call us. Yes. You could call one seven three four 
288-8370. Polly, what is that again? It's Butter Zero. Butter Zero. <laughs> Seriously. Call us. We'll it play really your is. message on the show, ask us questions, give us commentary, tell Amy how great she is at hosting, yes. whatever you want to say. We'd love to hear from you. Long distance rates will apply to international callers, so those international Amy fans will have to call an American number. They should probably email. Yes. Or you can tweet us. That happens. Often. Yeah. We do get What's tweets. our Twitter handle, Amy? We do get tweets. Amy, what's our so Twitter handle? That I think it's at Butter and Bacon. Yes. Is that our handle? It is. I'm the worst, You handled man. that well. I can't remember stuff. So that, That Twitter account's too hot to handle. Yes. So we have at Butter and Bacon is our Twitter handle. Send us a tweet. Tell us what you think about these announcements. Or you could give us a call and we could play your opinions on the show. On an episode Provided show. I don't you... answer the phone. Yeah. <laughs> but you could be heard on our podcast. You could get a little segment on the podcast. So that would be exciting. So, Unless um, it's your Nick. Well, Nick, Nick can do it. That would be fine. I would He'll like listen to, to this Nick. in four months. Well, I'm texting him right now. It'll still be before any of this stuff opens. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm not the minivans. Yeah, the minivans are current. They are they are being tested currently at the deluxe resorts. They are taking people on on trips. For free, as far as is what I heard on Twitter, is that they're for they're free. taking people, yeah, for free. So that's that's cool. So if you're down there right now, maybe see if you can get a free ride. I heard uh, be our guest Mike had that experience. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So new and great announcements for the Disney parks. That is the good stuff. This has been The Good Stuff. Thank you for listening to Butter and Bacon. For personalized trip planning services and expertise, please contact Becca via email at Becca at AdventuresOutThereTravel.com on Twitter at AIOT Travel or visit our website, AdventuresOutThereTravel.com where you can get more information, read our blog, subscribe to our newsletter, and request a quote. Let them know Butter and Bacon sent you. You can follow Butter and Bacon on Twitter at Butter and Bacon, on Instagram as Butter and Bacon Podcast, and please contact us via email at butterandbaconpodcast at gmail.com. To get the good stuff delivered hot and fresh, please subscribe to Butter and Bacon in your podcast app of choice. Well, no, we're going to bring you back in to host when we talk about the uh, Marvel panel and the um, feature animation panel and the Disney music panel. If you guys can see me right now, I'm like laid back. I'm completely limp, exhausted from this experience. (laughs) You're prone. You're just lying on the floor. (laughs) I'm completely exhausted. Like, I'm just, I have no, like, uh, my entire body is at rest right now. I'm so exhausted. My hands are still sweaty.
I'm just totally exhausted by this. All I'm doing is picturing Casey eating a Aloha pork sandwich on a slinky coaster. Mm. Oh, my gosh. I love Casey. I have not seen her in a long time, by the way. Well, she's a little embarrassed of her star turn on our podcast. So, oh, are, are we talking you know about um, Country Bear Jamboree? Yeah. Oh, I heard snoring. You guys, you guys talking to me? Oh. I, I heard snoring. Oh. I thought it was Country Bears were back. So, um, we've done... Guess who's back? Yeah, well, there's was, not much know for much about Disneyland that. at all. I was going like, to say, I don't know if you, well, make, if you want to make one of those the introductory conversation. Oh, no, I was going to talk about Kyrie Irving. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. It's all of, like, oh, LeBron's camp heard from Kyrie's camp. I'm like, what is this, fourth grade? Well, I, I think part of it, oh, too, yeah. is, like, LeBron's camp and Kyrie's camp, but it's... I think Kyrie is saying, I'd rather get out today than play another year with you and watch you leave and then be stuck with this crap. And then be stuck <laughs> with yes. this. Because yes. it's yes. going to look a lot different when LeBron's not there after this next season and Kyrie looks and around and not... says, yes, I am the only superstar yeah. on a 28-win team. And I can't mm-hmm. generate the interest from other free agents to come join me. No. Because there are teams... There are teams that are forming around these superstars, not unlike what the Heat did, like, what is that, about 10 years, 10 years ago? ago yeah. Um, where it's like everybody's going to be going to the Thunder, Golden State, and wherever LeBron is. And the Lakers, which, if you ask the Lakers. <laughs> and, well, yeah, if, you ask, yeah, if you ask the Lakers. Uh, and then we need the Carmelo. to know... Next summer, I really want to see the banana boat team. I, I need to know where the banana boat guys are going. Carmelo, LeBron, yes. D. Wade, Chris yes. Paul. I really need to know where they're all going to end and up. Gabrielle Union. Well, Dwayne yeah, Wade is going to have to get his legs replaced in order to have that happen, though, I think. Uh, At least a couple well, how knees. About Derek? I heard Derek Rose. About... Well, it's All better stars. than telling them they're not terrible, right? That's true, yes. <laughs> Telling mean, you that you're not terrible is kind of a backhanded not, acknowledgement. Not terrible is like, you guys are Astro Orbiter. But, you know, telling them they're all-stars is like, hey, you guys are Flight of Passage. Why are you, you guys... throwing shade at my segue into the introduction of the show? Like, I never do this to you. I never I'm introduced the show. That's I'm true, you never best. introduced the show. You are doing fantastically well. Doing Amy, you are the gangster cast member. The great movie ride. Halt, unbeliever. Halt, unbeliever. Speaking of unbelievers. Anyone anyone who touches the stone will pay with their life. And speaking of people who will pay with their lives, here's Polly. Paul, you are the rock of this podcast. Let me pick something else. Let me pick something else. Not going to make it. Okay, three, two, one. All right, so that brings us to a close of the Disney's Hollywood Studios portion of the presentation. So now let's move on. (laughs) What? Or does it? Oh, you. I think we're going to mention the studios again in a little while. Yep. Why? Why? Dean, what are you talking about? We'll find out. Gosh. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. Anyway. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so 
<laughs> so now we're going to move from Disney's Hollywood Studios over to the resorts area. Ooh, how did we what- get there? <sighs> Three, two, one. <laughs> no, that wasn't. That, that was, was perfect. Answer. <laughs> Three, two, one. Wow. Amy is a vicious taskmaster when it comes to. Oasting. She's got an. You notice she has an outline written in front of her. Yes, and she and wants she, to follow her outline. She's gonna follow it. Damn it! Next, next I'm week we're all gonna to de- I'm trying not to dissolve into a puddle of laughter, you guys. I'm trying to hold it together. You're doing a great job. <laughs> really, you know on this how show I get. You know I can't control it. You know it's horrible. How is it horrible? Amy, your mom follows me on Twitter. Three, two, one. I'm sorry about the door chime, you guys. I'm sure you can hear it. Uh, I think my mom just came home. I'm sorry. But anyway. Should have steamrolled right past it, Amy. You didn't even need to mention it. That's I'm fine. Sorry. You can edit that out. But, yeah, Heimlich's choo-choo train. It... Oh, Hi, outtake listeners. <laughs> yeah. Hi, outtake listeners. How you doing? It's me again. I'm always Oh, What are you sipping on um... right now? <laughs> Midler. Oh, my gosh. One of my favorite Simpsons lines. Crusty the, the party clown. performed in that studio. No, Crusty the Clown. I used to have a horse with Bette Midler. We named it Crudler. <laughs> no. Tough crowd. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Outtakes listeners. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Pleasure to see you again. All right, so that is our review of the Parks and Resorts presentation from the D23 Expo. Um, let us know what you guys thought about these announcements. Give us a shout on our email address. Uh, what is our email address, Dean? I don't know. Dean, are you serious? I don't know what it is. Can I tell you it's... we've received exactly zero emails with our email Dean at Adventure is out there. No, that's for all your booking book needs. <laughs> that's if you want to book a trip. I don't know what our email address is. Butter so and bacon podcast at you asked the wrong dot com. Do, do that again Boom and ask Polly because he knows. Do it again. Do it again and ask Polly. Okay, so that was our review of the D twenty three Parks and Resorts. Start over. Sorry, three, two, one. Jingle bell, jingle bam.